should take heed lest he fall. We're going to say, Lord, give us strength, O God. The Bible was talking about the children of Israel. He said, he said, it was not their strength that gave them the land. It was not their power that gave them the land. It was God. Anytime you refuse to recognize God in your achievements, you enter into deception. The Bible was talking about Nebuchadnezzar. He said, because he did not recognize me. Because he did not acknowledge me. God gave him over to foolishness that he began to eat grass. A lot of people today are eating grass as in they are involved in something that is so shameful. Can you imagine Nebuchadnezzar the king now become so low? To the point that he's not eating grass. People will walk around and say, ah, ah, is this not the king? Is this not the king? So what happened? The Bible said, when pride goes what? Before what? Before. God said, he opposes the proud. But give grace to humble. Anytime you begin to see yourself as the one that have achieved the things you have achieved. Anytime you lift up yourself and you refuse to acknowledge God, God begins to resist you. The Bible said he will make you into stupidity. You will begin to do stupid things. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said because they refused to recognize God, he gave them over to their, to their reprobate mind. That they began to exchange, <laughs> they began to exchange uh, male things for uh, uh, natural for the unnatural. When you see the homosexuality, when you see the rate of divorce, when you see all the things that are going on, 
that are so shameful things going on on the earth when somebody will come out and say there are over 1,000 uh, uh, genders there are funny things that people are saying so shameful and you begin to wonder is it that this woman does not think no the thing is that they will be given over to their reprobate mind because they refuse to acknowledge God it's dangerous not to acknowledge God how did you even come up to this earth you just woke up one day and you saw yourself are you the one that created yourself? How did you even come? Do you know how you were formed in your mother's womb? Or you thought it's just your parents that slept and then they, 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 they gave birth to you? How did this even happen? How? Oh, if you refuse to recognize God, you set yourself up for a fall. You think you woke up this morning because you know you know biology? You think you have the money you have in your account because you are you are big enough or you work so hard. If God took your breath out, will you have worked? If on your way to that trip you had an accident, would you have survived? Or you think the people that had those accidents and died, you were better than them? No, 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 no. Tell me, do you think that you do have a special special thing you know about you? And then the other people don't have those special things about them. It's grace that has kept you. The Bible said, the living dog is better than a dead lion. That you are alive. Can you acknowledge God this morning? Can you acknowledge the one that kept you? Can you acknowledge the one that gave you life? The one that gave you the breath of life that you have? Acknowledge him. Forget about the things that are not yet done. They don't matter. Forget about the things you are believing him for and it is not yet done. What about the things he has done already? The greatest gift you have is the breath of your nose. The greatest gift you have is the breath of your nose. If that breath ceases, you are gone. It's over. It's over for you on the earth. That child that you are worried of, you will not even remember it again. children that you are worried about that house you want to build that travel you want to do all the goals, all the plans everything you are proud of that you want to do, if God takes away your bread right now you cannot remember them anymore can you acknowledge God this morning? acknowledge him I acknowledge you, Jesus, the source of my strength, the strength of my life, the, 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 my strong tower, the one that kept me, the one that saved me. I worship you, God, I worship you. Listen, before God, all those your worries are nothing. All those your challenges are nothing. Can you acknowledge him this morning? He said, well, if they will lift up my, if they will lift me up, if they will lift me up, if they will praise me, he said, if, if the people will praise me, the blessings will be released of them. We pray so much, but we pray so little. We need to praise more. If your prayer is about requesting, asking, 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 give me this, give me this. When are you going to spend time to actually praise him for who he is? 
for all that he has done for you if i were you i would share my prayer if i'm going to pray for one hour i will use just 10 minutes or 15 minutes to ask god for whatever i want to ask him the remaining 45 minutes to be praising him you will receive more if you do that the problem is that we let the challenges and the problems bog us so much that we concentrate on them it's an act of doubt it's an act of you know it's, it's, a, it's an act of ingratitude an act of doubt if all the time you spend in prayer is asking him for things you need to go beyond that and begin to praise him praise is open the door of your blessings praise is open the door of your blessings you are asking him for he has already given you that is the problem you know just like Sylvester was saying this morning when you are chasing things asking for that asking for this you already have it in Christ you already have it in Christ what you need to do is to put your faith out there and praise him and praise him if my people will praise me if my people will praise me, can you praise him this morning? Praise him this morning. Praise him. Ekele juranuma, shireke keli gwe, ekele juranimu idebuve. Ekele juranu mai shibe keke liwe Ekele juru Ekele juranu ma e chire keke ligo Ekele juro idebe Aga mejigini kelegio eze eze Ebi urum nanya
I will worship you forever. Love you. Can you remember something? Bring something to your mind that God has done for you in the, in the recent time. Think about the things He has done for you in the recent time. Can you think about it and just spend some few seconds and thank Him? Thank Him. The things that were difficult for you, that you thought that there was no way out, but somehow God came through for you. Can you remember them now and appreciate Him? Appreciate Him now. Appreciate Him. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate it. Something that was so difficult for you and you knew it. In fact, that time you prayed and said, God, please come to my aid. And somehow, somehow, miraculously, God came. Can you appreciate it? Take some few minutes and just tell him, I'm grateful, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As a church, we were believing God for a space. We were believing God for a space. It looked like it was impossible. We went everywhere looking. 
in fact this morning i was recounting all the places that agents took me to they took me to all kinds of places we looked for everywhere but when god did it it was without struggle miraculously even when god gave us the place we didn't have the money there was no money anywhere to foot that bill because the, the, the money was the, the bill was much and we we prayed we asked god god help us and suddenly 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 he came to our aid miraculously in, 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 the, the funds came from least expected places we found favor before the landlord we found favor before the landlord we found favor before the agents we found favor before the lawyer everybody favored us when even other people were coming for the place they said no the place has been taken when we had no when we were still looking for money finding looking for where to pay he said the place has been taken this can only be god some of you were are privy to it you were there when all these things were happening this can only be god it, it we cannot say our hand made this thing happen it's, it was just god Thank you, Jesus. My heart is filled of thanksgiving this morning. I just, I don't know how to express myself more, but I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The one that rescued us when it was like shame. It was like we're going to be put to shame. It was like shame was everywhere, but God came through. God came through. Let's give you praise. You are our way. You are our way. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. Alpha and Omega. You are Yahweh, Alpha and Omega. I want to declare over you to this morning. This same God that came through for us, that same God is coming through for you. In all your needs, those things you have asked Him, and right now it looks like. Can it ever be possible? He's the same God. He has not changed. He's the same God that came through for us. He's the same God that rescued us. He's the same God that, that gave us this place. Can you just appreciate him? I declare over you right now. In the name of Jesus. 
That same God has come true for you. In all your desires, in all that you have asked him for, there is a release upon you now. You will know that he is God. It will be clear that he is God. It will not be your hand that made it. But the hand of God. Just like we saw the hand of God in this in, in our new venue now. The hand of God is coming for you. The hand of God is coming for you. You will testify. You will testify. In the name of Jesus. It won't be long. It won't be long. You will come shouting. The Lord has done it. The Lord has done it. You will come dancing. You will come rejoicing. The Lord has done it. The Lord has done it. That is your testimony. That is your testimony. In the name of Jesus. God will change things for you. God will change policies for you. God will change laws for you. It will work in your favor. It will work in your favor. When people say there is a casting down. For you there is a lifting up. When people say there is no way out. For you he has made a way. In the wilderness. Where there is no way. He has created a pathway for you. You are special in his sight. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus. Matchless name. We have prayed. I thank you Lord for your word this morning. That the Holy Ghost takes over the, the vicinity of my listeners right now. And that the word of God will communicate instructions. We communicate reproof. We communicate direction. That everyone listening. The challenges in their heart. The questions in their heart are solved this morning. Thank you Holy Ghost. Use me as a vessel. My mind, my intellect, my body, everything. That not my words, but your words this morning. Let me decrease that you will agree. That God, you will be glorified this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. I love you. I just want to let you know. You know, sometimes you don't find time to do that every time. But I just, anytime I have the opportunity to share with you, I want you to know that I love you. I love you with all of my heart. And I want to thank God for our listeners, those joining us online. God bless you. Thank you for staying. Thank you for being here. Please, one thing I want you to do as you are watching is to share the video so that other people can watch with you. Alright? One of the ways of evangelism right now is online. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, uh, You know, even though, yes, uh, the social distancing thing has gone, uh, gradually it has it's, it's almost over here. <laughs> because I, I, I heard that Lagos State has uh, opened up schools now and the uh, church is full. So the economy is fully now open. 
Alright? We thank God for that. It was God that, that, that saved us. Amen. I, did you notice that people were dying almost everywhere, but Nigeria we were, we were just so... <laughs> it's God though. I'm telling you. Because if COVID came to Nigeria the way it was in other places... Can't you see the projections of, of, of uh, World Health Organization and Bill Gates and all that? They were projecting in, in millions. Shame to bad people. <laughs> God disappointed them. So it will be in your life. The enemies that have said that these are the things that will happen. These are the events that will happen in your life. God will disappoint them. Are you hearing me this morning? Whatever they have planned, whatever they have said, it will not work. They will be surprised. They will be amazed at the, the, the way God will shield you, the way God will save you. Imagine just 1,000 something in Nigeria dead. Can you compare it to 200,000? 200,000 people have died in America. Almost 200 or over 200. Like I, I, I don't have the right number now. But the last I checked, it was 190 something. And Nigeria, they say it's just 1,000, have and, and And just like America's case, if we investigate him, some of them may not be COVID. But whatever the case, can't you see how merciful God is? You know, some of us take these things for granted, but if you go back and look, hi, God is merciful. Yes, they call us that we are praying, praying. It's only prayer we have in this country. But let me tell you, that prayer is working, no? Yes. <laughs> it's working. We just need, we don't, what we just need is for God, we need to spend time and pray for, the, for all the politicians that their head will correct. Because if those people, if their head just get corrected right now, things will change. If they start doing the right thing, the way things will grow in this country will be amazing. I'm telling you, we have a lot of potentials and God is with us. God is with us. Amen. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for delivering us from COVID. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You know, this is not to say that the people that died are less servants of God. But it's the prerogative of God. How he does it, we don't know. Amen. So today we're talking about getting ready for a miracle. Getting ready for a miracle. Alright? We've been, we've been on the faith series. Daring faith. And we've been talking about so many darings. Daring to be generous, daring to commit, and all the darings. And today we want to talk about getting ready for a miracle. How do you get ready for a miracle? Is miracle what just happened? Or there are things uh, that 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 prepares people for miracles? Hallelujah. Alright, so those are, those are some of the things we're going to talk about this morning. Are you ready? So we've been focusing and we said we, we, we are focused on this daring faith series 
is to see us growing to see us sowing seed that's generosity now and to see us going in faith praise god we need to grow as believers together commitment get committed and grow as a body of christ as the kingdom of god and we need to keep being generous because it's generosity that expands the kingdom it's generosity that expands the kingdom you know it's funny how how what's going on how people just think that uh, everything in the church is free but they don't know that and i i think it's, i don't i don't understand how people think like that but if if, if they be if they would think the seat you are sitting on was bought by money the data that we're using to broadcast was paid for this morning the equipment everything so if people say don't give to church again what they are saying is that close down the kingdom so you can see that the attack on giving is attack on the church i am not you know i am not trying to shy away from the fact that there have been abuses but people must never be discouraged to give to the church of jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah people must what never be discouraged to give to the church of jesus because if you say stop giving to the church of jesus christ what you are saying is that stop propagating the gospel amen and you know god will not let that happen <laughs> hallelujah amen praise god so we need to fellowship together we need to give generously and we need to go in faith praise god we need to go in what in faith so let's look at colossians chapter 2 verse 7 he said let your roots i'm reading from new living translation he said let your roots grow down in him and draw up nourishment from him so that you will grow in faith strong and vigorous so we need to grow in faith praise god we need to grow in faith from faith to faith we need to grow in our faith how do we grow in our faith the bible says faith coming by what hearing and hearing the word of god so the more of the word of god that you hear the more of the word of god that you do what happened your faith in god grows amen and in second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 he said remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously so there is power of generosity and god expects us to be generous so if anybody is telling you anything otherwise they are wrong yes there shouldn't be abuse but they are telling you not to be generous they are wrong hallelujah generosity is part of how we grow in the kingdom that's part of how the kingdom of god is gone out abroad amen amen you know without generosity you some places that hear the gospel now can't hear it because it's people's funds that are put together to send people there to go and preach they say oh freely you receive and freely shall you give yes you give freely of course but the contribution of the people of god is what will move the gospel forward are you listening to me now in the apostles time the bible said that they 
they some of them sold their lands. I'm not asking you to go and sell your land. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but they were they were not pressured. There was no pressure. It was their communication between them and God. So every giving is between you what and God. Now listen to me. Listen and hear me. I'm saying this thing now. Write it and put it down. Any day I pressure you from this pulpit to give, please don't give. Are you hearing me now? I am I have gone against God. Giving should be willingly. Giving should be what you have agreed with God. Any day I try to sell or market anything, I tell you, you know what the, what some people do, they fundraising. Any day we try to raise funds in this church, eh? Please don't give. It's wrong. I'm saying these things they are very strong, but that is our stand. Are you hearing me now? We don't sell anything from this uh, from this pulpit. We don't. I'm saying it so that all the leaders will hear me and everybody will take note, right? We don't sell anything. We don't raise funds here, but we encourage people to give as the Lord leads them. Are you hearing me now? That's our stand. That's our doctrinal stand. We don't sell. We don't raise funds. We 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 pray and let people give as God leads them. And we don't also restrict you in the percentage you should give. Because in the New Testament, 10% is too small. <laughs> Amen. Are you hearing me now? Yes. You can imagine people were selling their land and bringing. Is that 10%? In fact, somebody that sold the land brought it and hid some. And came and said it was 100%. What happened? The Holy Ghost struck them. So, even the, you know, Paul had to tell him, he said, this money was in your hand. If you had decided that you are going to give 1%, nobody would have disturbed you. It was all your own. That's what Paul was saying. This money was all your own. You are the one that decided to sell the land. Nobody pressured you to sell the land. So why did you come to deceive us that this is all you sold in the land? When you kept some in the house. So, why did the Holy Ghost, why did the Holy Ghost strike Ananias? It's for lying. For deceiving the people. So giving must never be pressured. Alright? Giving must be willingly. We are not going to raise money. By the grace of God in this church. We are going to let you decide. Between you and God. What you should give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Hebrews 11 chapter 8 He said it was by faith Abraham obeys God's call to go to another place God promised him To give him He left his own country without knowing Where he was going So we what? We grow in faith eh? We sow seeds in faith And we what? And we go in faith Praise God So those are the three things All right. So let's look at why is the subject of faith very important? Why are we talking about faith, 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 faith? Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 chapter 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know? And the Bibles, you know, when you look at all the, a lot of the people that Jesus healed, what did he say? He said, thy faith has made thee whole. He said, according to, uh, he said, according to your faith, will it be done for you? That is, if you read Matthew chapter 9 verse 29. He said, according to your faith, will it be done for you? So, faith is very important. 
Faith is the connection between you and your miracle. Hallelujah. It's impossible to please God without faith. So, if you want to assess God, it's faith. How did you give your life to Christ? Have you seen Jesus? Huh? How many of you have seen God here? <laughs> How many of you have seen Jesus? But you believe. So, what is that? Faith. It's simple. You have not seen yet what you believe. That is faith. That is faith. The Bible says we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth what? The Lord Jesus. That is faith. Now how come a lot of believers who have practiced faith already are not able to practice faith in their day-to-day living? Why? It's because they, they don't understand faith. The same way you believe God and you confess Him with your mouth and you are now serving Him, you have exercised faith already. So you can exercise the same faith in everything you do. Your daily living. The Bible says anything that is done outside faith is what? It's sin. As a believer, you live by faith. Praise God. You live by faith. I was just sharing with us about the testimony of, uh, of, of how we got the place we, 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 we'll be moving in. By the grace of God, next Sunday we'll be worshipping there by the grace of God. You know? And all that. How, how, did we, how did we get that? Faith. We trusted God. When we got there, we liked the place so much. And then we came, I remember we came back here. And we held hands. And we started praying. In the process of prayer, a brother just began to prophesy. I said, what God is saying that right now we should be thanking him. All of us, we knelt, we knelt down, we were everywhere thanking God. Even though us at the time we were thanking God, we didn't even have one quarter of the money. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. In fact, we had another offer, another place that we would have just paid with the money we have and we were okay. But when we saw this place, it was a faith walk. God told us, it, it was clear in our heart that that place we wanted to take, that we would just pay the small money and we were okay. It's not, it, that's not a faith walk. That would just be our own because we had the money and all that. But we said, God, this one, we are trusting you for this one. Hi, sometimes, eh, God likes to, eh, push you. Eh? God enjoys making you straight. The Bible says, enlarge your coasts. God wants you to desire those good things that he has for you. And usually, most times, they are far. Just like the children of Israel. The, the, the Canaan land was what? Was far. It was like almost impossible for them to get there. When those, the people that went to investigate the place went, they saw giants and they were afraid. It was like something that was not going to be able to achieve. That was how it was. When they called the money, I, I asked myself, Lord Jesus, where would this money come from? But God, God is faithful. Tell somebody, God is faithful. If that same God has done this miracle for us, then everything you are believing him for is a fry. It's just too small. Are you hearing me now? So what is a miracle? What is a miracle? A miracle is the supernatural intervention of God. A miracle is the suspension of the, the, the natural course of things. Alright? When God suspends the natural way of doing things, right? And do something supernatural. 
superimposed of the natural. That, when you say super, you are telling that there is an imposition of something that was supposed to be uh, you know, ongoing and you superimpose on it. That is supernatural. Hallelujah. When ordinarily, your promotion is supposed to be from level 1 to level 2. And God decided to promote you from level 1 to level 15. <laughs> you will know that it is not normal. We are talking about miracle is a situation where it's abnormal. Somebody that was, that was blind and then you lay hand upon the person and the person's eyes pops open. It's not normal. Normally, you should have gone through operations. Okay? You go through surgery and all that and they see if the eyes can come. But when you pray and the eyes open, that's not normal. So, miracle is what? Suspension of the natural. Miracle is a supernatural intervention of God concerning a matter. Amen. You know, just like somebody who, who is who, a woman who is barren or a man you know, you know, you know. They use, uh, every those days. They used to always uh, when medicine has not really developed, they will say it's the it's the woman, it's the woman. But investigations are finding that uh, some of the problem too is from the men. You know, we are in the medical field, and and I can tell you that sometimes you, you they check a man's uh, 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 sperm, and there is no nothing at all, no sperm at all. It's just water. That man can't impregnate any woman. Now it takes miracle. It takes the supernatural for God to inject life into that body. Hallelujah. Are you ready for a miracle? You know, so many of us we have needed miracle in one time or the other. In our life, me, I've needed, I, I know, I've experienced miracles, man. I've experienced miracles. Miracles. If I wear my, I'm a product of miracles. At a point, I had to name myself the ever favored guy. If I, that's my email, I have an email address right now, the ever favored guy at yahoo.com. <laughs> and I got that email address when I was in, in, in the university. The ever favored guy. Because I was experiencing some supernatural favors. Time will not permit me to tell the story of how I graduated from school. It was all miracles. Praise God. Praise God. God always intervenes when you seek him. Amen. Alright. Now the problem is that most Christians don't know how to receive a miracle from God. That's the challenge. Some people don't know how to receive a miracle from God. You know, the better advice is don't wait until a storm hits you to learn how to receive, believe God for a miracle. During a storm, during a storm, emotions will cancel out your faith. You know, some people wait until they are in trouble. And then they begin to pray. When you are in trouble and you begin to pray in that trouble, most times, it's no longer your prayer, it's fear. Fear takes over. I don't know if how many of you are experienced. You begin to speak in tongues. And as you are, you, are, you are doing that, oh boy, your, your mind is cutting. See? And that's not how God works. The Bible said, a man that doubts cannot what? 
a double-minded man cannot receive anything from God. So, when you are in trouble, usually fear, emotions take over you. And that's not the best time to exercise faith. But imagine that you have already exercised your faith. You, you already learn how to exercise your faith and everything. In that time of trouble, you will just relax because somehow you have trained yourself. And that's what we're telling you this morning. You need to get ready for what? For a miracle. And getting ready for a miracle requires preparations. Hallelujah. You prepare when it is time, when, when there is no storm, when there is no danger. Because at the time of storm, okay, okay, it's just like, you know, if you know that, it, 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 like uh, somebody that knows that in certain areas there is usually a storm. What do they do? Most of them, they build an underground uh, 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 save, save uh, house. So when the whole thing starts, what do they do? They just carry all their children and what? Enter. So you can imagine that you did not build the underground storm. Immediately the storm, uh, the, the, the storm starts hitting. You start digging. <laughs> you start digging. <laughs> I, I said, digging, you are telling yourself, please go and check. Is it close? Is it close? I am digging. It can't work. So the best time to prepare for a miracle is when there is no storm yet. You get ready. You prepare, you plan. So that when the storm comes, it's a fright. It's so easy for you. You know what to do. But we like fire brigade. In fact, that's one thing about Nigerians. Fire brigade. We wait until the dying minute. And then it's too late. <coughs> Praise God. All right? It's good to clarify the difference. Let's clarify the difference between a blessing and a miracle. A miracle is a supernatural intervention of God in a crisis situation. A blessing is still God's power, but it flows through the natural channels. Are you getting my point? Now, blessings flow what? Through the natural channels. Your everyday thing. And God is blessing you. God is adding to you. But you see, miracles are supernatural intervention. When it doesn't flow through the natural channel of things. Take for instance, now your uncle decided to give you money. It's, it's normal. God can touch your uncle and the uncle gives you money. It's natural flow of things. But when God eh, supernaturally somebody in the US wakes up and tells you that he just heard your name, David. I'm using my name because uh, this kind of this kind of prophecies I want them to go. He said, David, I have decided that all my wealth and he has billions of dollars. He said, all my wealth and all my houses in the US, I'm willing them to you. And he doesn't know me from anywhere. And he told them, please go and find out who is David. I look for him. And as the way all of us are, I just get a call. Are you David? I say yes. They have willed. You know that this one is not natural. Are you getting me now? It's super what? Supernatural. So blessings and miracles are not the same. Blessing is still God's power, but it flows through the natural channel of things. Blessings are better than miracles. Okay? If you live your life from one miracle to the next, you will live from crisis to crisis. It's better to be blessed with good health than to always need divine healing 
God's will is for us to walk in blessing. Now, are you getting it now? Some people say, no, 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 I need a miracle. Now, if you need, what do you say miracle is when you are in crisis. Are you getting my point? You are in crisis and God intervenes. But blessings are what? The natural flow of things. And God is blessing you. For example, somebody say, do you need a divine healing or do you need a divine health? Huh? Divine health. Divine health is better than divine healing. Because divine healing, we say, the crisis has hit you. Your system is already breaking down. Divine uh, healing comes to people who, who have not received the wisdom of God about divine health. And then they hit crisis and the mercy of God, the mercy of God intervenes and delivers them. So, if you're always waiting for a miracle, eh? if you're always waiting for a miracle in your life, then that means what you're saying is that you will always be entering crisis. Because it's in crisis situations that miracle intervention comes. But as children of God, the plan of God is for us to live what? In the blessing. Are you getting it now? Miracle is not really for children of God. (laughs) I know what I'm saying is very, is very strong. Miracle is not what the children of God is blessing. In fact, miracles are for signs. Eh? Miracles is usually for an unbeliever to show that unbeliever that God is God. So the God, even when take for instance an unbeliever that smokes cigarette and has destroyed his lungs and liver and everything, and then by the mercy of God. Eh? You lay hand upon that unbeliever and immediately he has a new kidney, he has a new liver and everything. What's that? That's a miracle. And that's a God's intervention alright, to show that unbeliever that he is God. But for you, who is a believer? Are you going to be going to smoke and drink and destroy yourself as a believer? You will receive the wisdom of God to stay away from such things. I don't know if you get my point. As a believer, you receive the wisdom of God that these things are going to harm me. What do I do? I stay away. I avoid those things so that I don't get myself damaged. That I will not now require a miracle. So living in the blessing is understanding the wisdom of God. Take for instance, you need a house rent. The wisdom of God will teach you how to make wealth. Do you understand my point? The wisdom of God will teach you how to make wealth, and God will bless you, to bless the work of your hands, eh? That you will have enough money to pay for your rent when it is time. Do you understand the, the situation now? But if you are the person that you like a miracle as a believer, that means every year you need a miracle to pay your rent. Every year you need a miracle to pay your rent. There's something wrong. As believers, we should live in the blessing, not in miracles. Are you getting the difference now? So, when we live in the blessing, God gives us wisdom. Wisdom to navigate our daily life. Wisdom to know how to organize ourselves, how to conduct ourselves, that 
we have more than enough. Isn't that what the Bible says? We have more than enough. Second Corinthians chapter 9. We have more than enough. And we are bound unto good works. That's the will of God for us. The will of God for believers is not miracle. Miracle is for signs for unbelievers. Miracle is for the unbelievers. To show them that God is God. When God, you know, you know, uh, superimposed on the natural. But for you who is a believer, he teaches you the wisdom on how to live your daily life. And you are always blessed. You have more than enough. And that is where a lot of believers miss it. Every day we're waiting for a miracle. What I keep asking is the people that receive this miracle the first time. If the next day you are asking for a miracle again, then you have not learned wisdom. You are not living in the blessing. Are you getting me now? We need to live in the blessing. And living in the blessing means that you have the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the understanding to increase. The secret of the kingdom is on, is, has been given to you. You, get, you live in divine health. You don't need divine healing. Hallelujah. No, so at some time or the other, we encounter a challenge. We encounter a situation that needs a miracle. As believers. Alright? We go through some challenges or when we're trying to bootstrap, we're trying to leap into another level of our life that is beyond the level we're in and God is calling us. Take for instance Abraham that God called him to a land that he know not of. Know nothing of. Alright? It was a miracle. How can God say you are going to be father of all nations? And he's old. His wife is old. <coughs> and they can't, they've not been able to have a child. You can see that when usually a miracle starts with a vision. The change for a miracle starts with a vision. God gives you something that is above what normally you operate on. I, I don't know if you get my point. It, it, it's something beyond just the normal blessings that you get every day. And then God is calling you to something deeper, something higher that is beyond you. Praise God. We all at a, at every time in our life, one time or the other in our life, we need a miracle. Okay? One time or the other in our life, we need what? A miracle. And what miracle does is it jumpstarts our faith. Amen. Alright? So, when you get what miracle, what, 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 that's what, that's what I said, a miracle is common. God uses it commonly with unbelievers. Because what it does is that it jumpstarts your faith. It keeps you that, ah! But you see, when you now get that miracle, you now start living in the what? In the blessing. God now gives you the wisdom to operate in that new level. And then you get to a point in that new level, it's now time to what? To move to the next level. What do you need? You need a miracle. And when God uses a miracle to push you to the next level, you operate in the blessing. And then you get to a point and you need to grow up again, you need a miracle. I don't know if you, if you, if you get it now. So, from the Bible says from faith to faith, from what? Glory to glory. 
So you get to a level of glory, you operate in the blessing. And then, another leap for a miracle, you operate in the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? So many Christians believe that God does miracles. But simply believing that God does miracles is not enough. You must know how to receive it. So when you need a miracle, how do you receive that miracle? A lot of people don't know. And let me tell you, the things about the things of God is their laws. Amen. You must understand that God doesn't do his things by randomly, by chance. No, God is the God of order. Praise God. God is predictable and orderly. Hmm? Some of us just wish that miracle will happen. They think there is no way to grab a hold of miracles and make them happen. That's not what the Bible teaches. God is the God of what? Order. God is predictable. I was telling somebody, I said the gospel is simple. I was listening to somebody online and how he was trying to you know, get revelation. I was preaching and all that. He was, ah, I was like, look, bros, this thing is simple now. Why are you trying to complicate it? You know, these days it's like the more you say it in a very uh, complicated way, the people are shouting, Rema! <laughs> so, in a bit to get people shout, Rema! Some people now go off. <laughs> but it's simple. Hallelujah. The gospel of Jesus is simple. You don't need to complicate it. It's simple. It's predictable. Look at it. Look at how people got results. And you can get results the same way. Praise God. But you see, it requires patience. You know, most times when you look at these people, look at them, look at their life they were, they were patient too. The, 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 the people in the Bible, they were patient the people were looking at, but these days we want it so fast and that is the problem and we are not getting it as fast as we want it and then we begin to seek other means hallelujah God doesn't do one thing this time and another thing another time he created this world Every physical Every physical thing around us God created it And the physical world is what? Orderly You know there is a rainy season There is a dry season There is summer There is winter Like that God created these things And God is the same yesterday Today and forever He is forever faithful Faith is governed by laws Hallelujah Faith is what? Is governed by laws. Romans chapter 3 verse 27 says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay. But by the law of faith. The kingdom of God operates under laws. Hallelujah. It is consistent. When someone is killed eh, due to the law of gravity, maybe somebody jumps from a height he's not supposed to jump and falls down and kill and gets uh, sorry and get uh, 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 and and dies all right we may wonder why did you know we may wonder why why god why did god allow that to happen he didn't 
but there are laws that have been put in place. Take for instance the this COVID. There have been informations that it was uh, it was created in the lab. Nobody is sure of that yet. But inf- a lot of information is there, uh, there. But what I'm what I'm going to tell you is that every challenge on the earth is a violation of the law of God. Are you listening to me? When people go through problems, challenges on the earth, it's a violation of the law of God. Because God has set things in place the way it should go. But you see, people say, no, God, we don't want that way. They say, ah, no, God, that way is too slow. Or we want to make it faster. And in the process, look at the kind of obesity and sickness that is happening today. You know those days, fast food was the beautiful thing. And these days, people are now beginning to reduce fast food. So what happened? Fast food came and it was, oh, this is the new technology. You just do it fast, do it this, do it that. And then, all kinds of sickness started coming. Cancer and all that. Now, people are now what? Reducing all those. Those days, the way to know that you are rich is by how big the meats. Eh? The meat in your plate is. That's what shows that you are wealthy. Eh? But these days, there are people that are not eating meat at all. Some big men I know, and they don't eat meat at all. If you bring meat near them, they say this is poison. No, now do you, do you, are you are you beginning to see? You see, God has put things. What I'm trying to tell you is that there are natural laws. It's just like, you know, <coughs> all this gay thing, lesbian thing. When people now violate the natural use of things. And they go into unnatural use of things. There are going to be consequences. Alright? There are going to be consequences. When a woman says no. This, this one is controversial. But it is the scripture. They say no. This is, this is 21st century. No woman should be submitting to her husband. All of us are equal. How can I be submitting? Have you watched that video... A lady was uh, a wedding video. I saw it and I was laughing. And and they asked the lady, he said, uh, to love and to obey. He said, obey, 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 obey. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of situation we're in. Now, <laughs> God have said, God have said things. God has set laws, but people don't like the laws of God. They want to violate it. I said, no, how can I do that? This is 21st century. Ask yourself, when did this thing come in? If you trace when all these whole uh, uh, women, uh, we won't submit, we won't, all this all this whole thing, trace it, it came when feminism started to push. Gradually, they brought it into the scripture. The, one thing about the Bible, the Bible is a foundation that is there. It can't be moved, it can't change. It doesn't matter your opinion. God, God is God. For what people are trying to do now, they will try to interpret the Bible. They try to find a way to force it into the Bible. Ah, it's there. The truth is the truth. Go and read the original language. You'll see it. In the area of submission, my, 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 my take on that is, that, look, God said, submit to one another. And then he started, descri- he started explaining how people should submit. He didn't say, husband and wife should be submitting, submit. No, that's not what he said. He said, submit to one another, all right, in Christ. And then 
instead of explaining the, the words of me, he said, for a wife, this means when he says submit to one another, he doesn't say for a wife, this means what? Respect and honor your husband. For a husband, this means what? Love and care. For children, for uh, 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 it's not only husband, yeah, he listed everything there. So when he says submitting to one another, he's also talking about children, he's also talking about uh, slaves, um, uh, servants, he's also talking about everything. He first of all put it there and then gave the breakdown of how the submission should go everybody's role. But people are looking for how, you know, to complicate the scriptures. Whenever you go against the natural way that God has put things, what will happen? Problem problem and that is why just like i said last week a lot of things are happening in america now where you know because of the single motherhood a lot of children are not raised well god has put that in a family there should be a balance of the husband and the and the wife everybody have their own role to raise a child to put in that child for that child to grow and become a complete human being a, a balanced human being but They've destroyed marriages. And then I tell women, you don't need a husband. Chase him out. You can raise the child yourself. And what is going on? Look at all the children that are raised by a single parent. God did not design it that way. Anytime you go against the natural way of things, you begin to have problems. My advice is that if you have any single mother right now, you need to, if by any means you can't reconcile with your husband and everything, you have to get a male figure in the life of that child to give that child a balance. Probably have to be sending those children to an uncle or something. Let them have a balance of the male and the, what the male brings and what the female brings. That's what gives a child a balance. God has put things so, but when we violate it, what happened? We get the consequences. So there are laws. So what we're saying is that faith is also law. There is a law of faith. So gravity says if you jump off a building, you will be killed. If you cooperate with God's law, you will be fine. If you ignore those laws, you can be killed by the laws. Whether you are, whether uh, is your ignorant or by intention, you will be killed. It is the same thing with spiritual laws. There are laws that God has put in place. If you violate those laws, you will get the consequences. So, how do you receive a miracle from God? First, you must recognize that miracles are not just hit and miss. You can tap into a miracle. You learn the law of God and how they work. And miracles will happen. Alright? You learn what? The law of God and how it works. And then you get your miracle. So, God's desire for you is to prosper. In Psalms chapter 35 verse 27. God's will is for you to be healthy. Third John chapter 2. God's will is for you to be above and only and not beneath. Deuteronomy chapter 30, 28 verse 13. So you are the one who controls God's ability in your life. Are you listening to me? Whether miracles will happen in your life or not is dependent on you. But you know, we, we don't like that. So we want to put it on God. We want to, every human being want to 
push the responsibility. Just the same way Adam. Adam, Adam, who you say is the wife you gave me? If, if, what happened? Ah, is the set, is the is, uh, serpent? We would like to blame somebody. <laughs> Praise God. We would like to blame somebody. All right, but the truth is that you, you know, my life changed the day I started understanding that I am the determinant of the experiences of my life, and I began to. And I began to, you know, organize my life in a way. So, some of the things you are experiencing now is based on your mindset. It's based on where you are. Sometimes you are not, you are not in control because you found yourself in that environment. But now that you know, if you start now and changing your mindset, changing the way you think, in a very short while, things will open up for you. I'm telling you. I, I can tell you that from my own life testimony is a function you are the one in control because everything that God needs to do is already done you are the one in control alright you are the one in control of God's ability in your life now God's ability is there and that is why it's a law anybody that keys into it what get the result it's already there anybody that keys into it get the result so you are the one in control of God's ability. If you need a miracle, there are things you need to do. And when you do those things, what happens? You get a miracle. It's there. It's a law. It is God's power and his ability. But it's up to you. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh where? In us. Do you understand? You know, most times a lot of people leave out that, that part. He say, uh, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Fine. But according to what? The power that is working in you. Most times we don't quote that one. Even me, sometimes I don't quote that one. <laughs> but, but that's it's part of it. All right? According to the power that works in you. If there's no power in you, you can stop God's intervention in your life. God has chosen to never violate your will. God has chosen to flow through you. Satan can't stop God's power, but you can. God wants you to have a miracle, but you have to stop waiting and start believing. You know, I was sharing with someone recently. I said, look, Satan has no access to you. Do you know that? Do you know that Satan cannot have access to you? The only way Satan has access to you is the door you open. As a child of God, the Bible said, look at it now. Satan Satan was was around God and God asked him, have you seen my servant Job? He said, ah, I know him now. You, you've surrounded him. We, we can't have access. That's the same thing with you for a believer. Are you hearing me now? Devil have no access. And the only way Satan has access to you is when you open the door. The Bible says, he that break the head, do what? The serpent will bite. The only way Satan has access to you is when you open. How do you open the door? One of the things that the devil does is that he tries to, he, he begins to do something around you. 
first it will make people to hurt you and what he is is a bait the devil will bait you you know you know i, I don't know how many of you I, I i grew up in a riverine area you know my school was in a river we always go to catch fish so what we do is that you use earthworm and put it in a in a hook in a uh what was it called now? what's the right word on, on uh, for it now uh is it hook or uh, hook right so you throw it in and usually we tie uh we can use slippers we normally use slippers uh cut all these uh, rubber slippers tie it yes yes tie it under then you, you when you throw it in that one will float and then you will drag it you'll be dragging it and the fish will see it oh see meat see meat and the fish will just open their mouth and swallow immediately they swallow you don't see that the rubber thing that is floating goes down what do you do you pull it up then you pull it to hook and then you start dragging hey fish <laughs> that's what the devil does he baits you he cannot have access to you imagine if that fish in fact there are sometimes we start praying for the fish because most of the fish will see your, your bait and they will not eat it <laughs> they will be dodging it you start praying for them to eat it now <laughs> so that's exactly what imagine if the devil baits you put that thing and it's flinging on your face like this and you refuse I will not and what will happen you can never be caught are you listening to me what the devil does is that he baits us how does he bait us usually most times he makes people to be ang- make you angry and once you get into anger you begin to say words that will counter your blessing you see, see I have to deal with this I have sabotaged myself severally in this my life I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm talking about with my own words out of anger out of anger I have said things that I knew when things started happening I knew that this word it was the word I said what I usually do when immediately I realize is I say God have mercy please forgive me and when I began to call for mercy there is a reversal of those things but usually I would have suffered some some terrible harm now what I'm telling you is that your words your words eh, are very important the devil will bait you how will he bait you you make your wife get you angry you will make your husband get you angry so that you begin to use your own word to curse your own family you begin to say stupid things you know the funny thing is that sometimes when people quarrel, they forget that they will always come back again and then they begin to say some things dangerous things I, I, we, we used to have that experience in my house until one day I called my wife I said look sure you know that this marriage is forever eh Hey, please, anytime we call them, one thing we must do is that we should tie our mouth. Because, see, the things you say, you can't take them back. Immediately you say them, they go into action. They start producing. And let me tell you, at that time when your emotion is high, those are the most powerful things times you say words. So if I were you, in fact, I, uh, somebody was telling me about a, a woman that her his, his son used to always offend him so much. <laughs> so, instead of cursing the, the, the son, he, he will reverse the curse. You know, there's this curse that, you know, he, he said, Aman Nagichikwa. You know, Aman Nagichikwa means let your, let your father, father's lineage end. 
So instead of saying that the woman will say, I'm on Nagi Boba. <laughs> and that's the cause. You say, I, I, I cause you today, I'm on Nagi Boba. The cause is that you let your family lineage be open. Let them succeed. <laughs> See, let me tell you that. You have to watch your words. What the devil will do to bait you is to touch your environment, touch things around you so that you begin to say things that will not hurt you. So that you cost your own life, you cost your own business. You Maybe around you, you know, something you just apply for didn't work. Immediately say, oh my God, my life is finished. How did I even come into this life? What kind of life is this? Just one small thing, you know. I don't know, how many of you have seen people that do that? One small thing that will happen to you is, oh God, which kind of life is this? Uh, if I let me even die, let me even die. I want to die now. I want, let me even die. Ah, let death come. Ah, some people will even lie down. Ah, I want to die. I go, if, if the death come, you know, you don't go die again. <laughs> Praise God. Now, what we're saying is that the devil has no access to you until you open the door. Please don't open the door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't open the door for the devil. Quickly, our time is really long. So, you are the one that controls God's ability in your life. Alright? So, you have to... So, the most important miracle in the Bible is the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. God came, lived in a physical body. Now, that's a miracle. That account is found in, in, in Luke chapter 1. Now, the angel came, spoke to Mary of the miracle. The miracle happened when Mary answered in verse 38. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to what? According to that word. That was when that miracle happened. If Mary has refused, I say, no, it won't happen. Angel, I don't believe you. Angel, please stop all this joke. I, I, I don't go, Angel. Bye-bye. Angel would have looked for somebody else. Mary would not have been used. But immediately she said, be it unto me according what? to your word. That was it. That was it. Praise God. All right? So, God cannot violate his will in getting the miracle to us. When you have to what? Believe God. That's how to prepare for a miracle. You have to believe God. Okay? You have to believe God. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews, it said, Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So that things which were not made, uh, which were seen, we're not made of things which appear. I don't know if you're getting that. He said the important point here is that your words involves around your miracle. It's your words that create your miracle. When you have not seen it, yet you believe. Yet you, the same way you have not seen God, and yet you believe. And you are serving Him. The same way, when God tells you something about your future, what do you do? You believe it. You receive it. Mary was told that she would be confused. As at that time, there was no baby in her womb. But what did she say? He said, be it unto me, according to your word. And immediately, the miracle happens. But did Mary's stomach just boom, immediately? No. It took the, it also took the natural cause of things. She had to carry the baby for nine months. Like every other person. She had to deliver the baby normally. But when did the miracle happen? Happened immediately. She accepted. So when you accept God's word about you, what happened? The miracle has started happening already. 
That's where it's taking place. And then, God now begins to fix things in the realm of the spirit. Eh? Angels will just be informed. There will be a broadcast in heaven. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The guy don't agree. Everybody, go to work. And before you know, you will see the manifestation of the things that you believe God for. Hallelujah. So many Christians put prayer above all and believe that if you pray, it will happen. Prayer is like water or fertilizer that you put on the seed. But without planting a seed, watering it is useless. Prayer is like what? Water. But first you need to sow the seed. If God was moved by need, every person's need would have been met. Also, those in the worst situation would have got their needs met first. That's not true. You must plant a seed, which is the word of God first. Are you hearing me now? Don't just pray in a vacuum. Are you hearing me? You must what? Plant a seed. And what is the seed? The word of God. Plant the seed of the word of God. Over your life. What has God told you? What has God said to you? Plant the seed. When you plant the seed of the word of God over your life. Huh? When you plant the seed of the word of God over your life. Then you begin to water it with what? With prayer. With prayer. Hallelujah. And then you will see that in what? Grow. But don't just start. Just pray in our, our, our means. I'm begging God. If it was so now, everybody's need would have met. There are so many people who have needs every day. And their needs are not met. It's only the people that know the word of God. And engage God on his word. Eh? And then pray. What happened? They receive result. Praise God. So you must sow the seed of the word of God first. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 it says, Being born again, not of correctable seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We are born again of incorruptible seed. The word of God. The word seed in the scripture means sperm. We are born of a supernatural union and the seed of the word of God. That seed is the sperm. That word of God. Praise God. You know, farmers believe that if you plant wheat, you will get wheat. If you plant corn, you will get corn. So it's whatever you sow that you will reap. But the truth, the truth is that if you aren't reaping, what the word of God says, you haven't planted what the word of God says to plant. You reap what you sow. If the word of God is primary in your life, you are going to get the result of the word of God. Alright? That doesn't mean that Satan will not fight you and you won't have problems. The end result will be you are going to have what the word of God says. Satan may fight you, but you will win. Hallelujah. You will win. Amen. Praise God. I say you will win in Jesus' name. So how do we plant our faith? How do we, uh, how do we uh, get miracles? It starts by what? Sowing the seed. Sowing the seed of the word of God. Sow the seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. Sow the seed of the word of God. So what is God telling you concerning that vision you have? Concerning that dream you have? Sow the seed. Sow the seed of the word. And that's how your faith starts. Hallelujah. That's how, that's how you get miracles. That's how you get miracles. Sow the seed. Start planting your seed now. Concerning your future. Concerning that husband you need. Start planting the seed. Concerning that wife you need. What, what seed are you planting for your wife? Hello? 
all the singles in the house what seed are you planting for your wife what seed are you planting for your husband or you just believe that when it is time you know some people don't believe when it is time i will find the woman ah you are macho you think it's by your strength it's not by your power in fact you will marry the person you think is the right person and then you get in and then they will change it for you you will see another color <laughs> so that is why <laughs> praise god i'm telling you this is what is happening a lot of people they say ah, is this the woman i married <laughs> but what you need to do now eh? there are laws these things are principles you cannot beat them you need to start sowing the seed concerning that person that business you want to do you need to start sowing the seed of the word that thing you desire god for that husband you need you need to start sowing the seed of the word of god sow the seed of the word of god and when you start sowing that seed eh and then you begin to thank god for that seed that that seed is what is growing the bible says you plant if my plant the seed he know it not what how it's not by your calculation don't be surprised that the people you have in mind or the calculation you have now is not where god is taking you but if you start planting the seed of the word God will start leading you away from those people that you think that they were the people. God will start leading you away from that business you think that was the business and then bring you into his word. Because what will happen is that when you start planting the seed of the word, the word of God will start to grow. And every other thing that is not, that is not the word will start to disappear. They will start to win. And then you will now begin to see only that thing grow. Praise God. Praise God. Alright? If God's word is planted in your heart, you will receive it. It doesn't matter what you feel. God's word will produce a miracle. Alright? God's word is the power. That's why the Bible says meditate on it what? Day and night. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Don't let it depart. If I were you, I would find out the word of God concerning every area of my life that I'm believing God for. Are you hearing me now? I will find out. I will investigate concerning my healing. What is what does what, what have God said? And you begin to plan the word of God. How do you plan the word of God? Declare it with your mouth. The Bible says we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth. The same thing. When you believe that word of God in your heart, you do what? You speak it with your mouth. You say it with your mouth. What God has said concerning you. What is God saying about you? Say it. Concerning your marriage, say it. Concerning your business, say it. Concerning uh, uh, your, your career, say it. You want to travel? Concerning your travel, say it. And as you are saying those things, eh? everything he began to germinate. The Bible said, "You don't, you won't even know how. It will not be by your own calculation. It will not be by your own manipulation. You will just see things show up in your in your in your in your, in your vicinity." Hallelujah! That's how to receive a miracle. That's how to receive a miracle. You need to plant the seed. You need to plant the seed of the world. Can we be on our feet now? Let's be on our feet and we begin to thank God. Begin to appreciate God. Begin to appreciate God. How many of you have been blessed today? I've really been blessed. Hallelujah. Begin to appreciate God now. I appreciate Him. I appreciate Him. We all have spiritual wombs. Every one of us has spiritual wombs where the Word of God enters and germinates. And we receive a miracle. When we let that, when we sow that word of God in our spirit, man. 
when we sow that word of God in our spirit womb, right now begin to declare the word of God concerning every area of your life. Concerning everything you you believe God for, sow the word, sow the word, sow the word. And you will see God manifest in ways you least expected. Open your mouth, open your mouth, begin to declare it now. Ladaba sekete pola yekadaba. When you have sowed the word, you water it with prayer. You water it with prayer. And as you water it with prayer, you will see your miracle manifest. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Your word I desire more than my necessary food. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. I've hidden your word in my heart that I will not sin against you. Your word, oh God. Your word, oh God. I receive your word. I believe your word. The Bible said if you would believe. If you said to this mountain. Be you moved and you believe. And do not doubt. He said you will receive what you believe. It's the word of God. That's the power. The power is the word. The power is not in your prayers. It's not in your rhetorics. The power is in your word. Begin to receive the word of God over your life now. Ask God, open my eyes to your word, O God. Open my heart to your word. Let me know you. Let me know your word. The Bible said that they are at the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. That they may know. That they may know. What is the riches? That they may know. Open your mouth and say, Lord, open my eyes. Let me know. Reveal your word to me. Give me your word concerning my life. Give me your word concerning my destiny. That as I go on it, I see the manifestations in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I receive your word concerning me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're going to continue this uh, 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 topic on, on Wednesday. Please, I, I want you to tune in so that we can be able to wrap it up. You know, I'm, I, I, I will just pray with you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for all my listeners. Thank you for everyone in this room right now. And I declare, Lord, that as many of them that are expecting a miracle, as many of them that are believing you for a miracle, Lord, you will manifest in their life. As they begin to sow the seed of the word of God. As they begin to plant the word of God on the earth. Lord, the law of faith is that when we believe, we confess and we receive. That's the law of faith. I declare that as they sow the seed of the word, they receive in the name of Jesus Christ. As with their lips, they declare of the goodness of God. That is their experience in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that no one here will open the door for the devil in their life. They will not break the head. No matter the things in their environment, they will not be bait. They will not fall under the bait of the devil to say the wrong words. But they will keep speaking the right words. And those words have germinated. Those words have grown in their womb. And they have delivered. Safe delivery. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Oh, can you just celebrate God this morning? Celebrate it. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.